All right, Citywide, uh, welcome back. We're gonna go round two of Head Trash. This is the kind of sort of accidental round two, but uh, round one was all admin all day. Right, Megan? That's right. All day admin work. So uh, we also want to hit on Head Trash and, and just stuff that's more like real to the ops world that happens out in the field, that FSM's experience, that CCM's experience. So I want to walk through some concepts and ideas, but basically it's going to be round two of picking on you, Megan. Wow, wow. such a shock. <laughs> first, first, we spent a bunch of time at international school right. uh, and all of your administrative failures related <laughs> to that. <laughs> I think I'm invited to these for this reason only. Well, I start recording with Chad next week, so we'll see how Good. that goes. All right, so uh, classic Megan moment. New tracks. Ugh. For anybody that's been here long enough, Megan has a air quotes new tracks moment. And to be more precise, she says, Oh my gosh, this is my new tracks moment. Thanks. So tell us, what is your new tracks moment? Okay. I'm sure everybody's heard this 10,000 times, by the way, because I do often have my new tracks moments, but it is my best and worst moment. Um, best because it helped me learn, and I'm still talking about it years later. Worst because I was so clueless and I let a challenging client get in the way of me seeing a very dirty building. So Basically, client is a, should have been a five day a week client, but they did two days a week, never did any floor work. <clears throat> the VCT in their break room, heavily, heavily, heavily used break room, and it was completely trashed. Client never wanted to wax, complained about us mopping. Like, it was nonstop. So long story short, I told Mitch I needed his help. Uh, I told him that the client was crazy. I told him the floors are gross. They're always mad at me for not mopping well. I had Mitch meet me out there fully prepared to tell the client that we need to increase their cleaning. Um, and the bad part is, is we actually met with the client in the parking lot and Mitch was fully ready to protect um, what we were doing with our cleaning. He stepped foot into the break room and with the flat uh, trashed VCT floors, Mitch looked up at event. It was absolutely horrible. And he turned and looked at me and I was freaking embarrassed. So I completely let a challenging client uh, who complained way too much taint my ability to do the basics of my job. Yeah, it's, I don't remember the vent. I remember, I do remember the break room floors because they, I mean, they were a disaster and I'm actually going to kind of paint the picture because I think people need to understand what we're talking about here. I actually remember like the top of the refrigerator, like the fridge that's supposed to be white, mm -hmm. um, but it was actually like legitimately black mm -hmm. other than wherever people had like slid their lunchbox up there mm -hmm. and it like moved some of the black soot so then you could see a little bit of underneath the fridge was white. I mean, the building was bad. There were light switch plates issues. There yeah. was wall cleaning in the bathroom issues. There was hard water lines in the toilet, which we just spent um, a, a pile of time on a previous podcast talking about how to get uh, black lines out of toilets, like all these other things were wrong in the building, but you literally just stuck blinders up. This is not figuratively, like you legitimately put blinders up and decided, client's impossible, floors are disgusting, they're unreasonable, yes. and therefore just missed everything else that's wrong, right? Yes. Um, man, so these floors, they were what was supposed to be bright white VCT, relatively new. I mean, how when do you think that building was remodeled? Like. Yeah. five, seven years prior at the most. Should not have looked like that. Shouldn't have looked like that. Not our fault that it looked that way. Mm -hmm. Impossible to mop them, no questions asked. Um, but yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of head trash around that. I don't remember the meeting with the client in the parking lot to know what I did or didn't say to them. Um, I am known for having a pretty strong amount of pause in my life and just kind of hearing somebody out and going, okay, okay, okay. And then going and walking through and Thank seeing- Thank God you did that. <laughs> 
<laughs> it would have been really bad oh, yeah. if I just took your word for it, right? And so anyway, that, that is an absolute perfect example of head trash. We let this impossible person get in the way of being what, um, being honest with ourselves and, and focusing on what can we fix. So uh, really good example. So how many times in your career here since then do you think you've told me that, oh my gosh, this is that FSM or that CCM's uh, new tracks moment? A lot. And a lot because you pretty much eye roll me every time I say this is my new tracks moment. I might have to find a new moment because I'm not sure you can handle me saying this is my new tracks moment or their new tracks moment. Well, sometimes, sometimes I don't even think it is a new tracks moment. I think you're just so used to saying it <laughs> because you've said it a billion times that it's like, no, this really has nothing to do with new tracks. Like Whatever. the client just punched our FSM in the face <laughs> and we have like a violence issue to deal with. This has nothing to do with new tracks, but no, I mean, it really is. Why, like, why do you think this situation stuck with you so much? Like, what like what was your head trash again like if you had to summarize it down to like a sentence why did this stick with you so much because the client complained about their floors and would never do the njs i wanted and they in my mind they were the crazy client and they were completely missing the fact that they needed to fix their floors and i let it get into my head and we actually almost lost the client over it you know, going into this recording, I didn't remember this. So I don't know if this happened immediately after or during that meeting or shortly after, but we must have went and got the building clean because at some point I did go. So like you said, we met the guy in the parking lot mm -hmm. and it's a good thing I didn't go to war with him because we didn't have a leg to stand on. Well, at some point we did mm -hmm. because I specifically remember, and I don't know if you were there or not, but do you remember I went in there, fresh mop, bucket of water, and had to demonstrate to the client you literally can't mop this clean. Mm -hmm. And I took an area maybe, I don't know, six feet by six feet, give or take, and like mop the floor, just quick mopped it over, no improvement. Flooded the floor, scrubbed on it with the red scrubby spot on the mop, next to no improvement. Mm -hmm. Maybe grabbed something else and like a, like a, a green scotch bright pad or something, stuck it on the floor, stepped on it with my foot and literally scrubbed. And the most we could get was like, a barely less than black, like you're just starting to flirt with gray. Yeah. Up against black, right? Yep. You remember that? I do. Were you there for that? Mm -hmm. I mean, that was mind boggling for the client, right? So your head trash was we can't get the floors clean. Well, how do we get them to understand? For yeah. whatever reason, as the DOO, the person whose job it is to see the forest through the trees, I was able to go, okay, well, let's just go prove it to the client. Why not just prove it to them? Nowadays, I'd probably say, do we have a floor crew in the area anytime in the next couple of weeks? Can we just send them out there to quick mop the floor, scrub it with a swing machine and show them, right? Like Actually, so funny you say that and I was not thinking about this until just now. We had the exact same situation with Rim. Rim complained about their bathroom floors all the time. Um, we showed video of us mopping it. We, we showed them everything. And I had said to the FSM, go in and do a demo so they can see the difference between actually doing the floor work and just mopping a floor. And we did the demo and it was amazing. We actually got the NJS out of it, but um, it was just showing them the difference between just a, a simple mop and actually you know, scrubbing or acid ground cleaning the floors. Yeah, uh, this did not mean to turn into the NJS demo show, but yeah. uh, Chad also just did this with Great Wolf Lodge. Uh, anybody who works here at this moment that we're recording this in July of 2022 has probably seen, I should say any FSM, has probably seen the pictures of Great Wolf Lodge's um, steam clean pressure washing. Holy cow, is it a difference? Mm -hmm. And the demos just, it, it says so much. 
Uh, okay, so new tracks. Let's let's agree this wasn't. I mean, this was a head trash issue, but the reality is. The bigger picture is it's a blinders issue, like I said earlier. You threw blinders on, you went on, you focus on this other thing. Let's move on from, from new tracks for a minute. What about starting new ICs? This is another really practical moment where we let head trash get in the way of the new contractor uh, that we don't know yet versus the contractor we do know. Mm -hmm. Why do we have head trash around starting new contractors? I think we have head trash because they don't know our processes. We don't have a relationship with them yet. Um, we don't know their work ethic and because we don't know we're afraid to get them started do you so uh, there's fees yep. there's there's more work to get them started mm -hmm. uh, but at the end of the day what do you end up getting seven out of ten times if you if you start ten new contractors this year if I said Megan go start you're an FSM go start ten or twelve new contractors this year how many of them are still here at the end of the year eight out of ten Eight out of ten. I'd probably say seven, mm -hmm. um, seven or eight out of ten. So, how many buildings can our contractors clean on average? Four point six seven. Or I yeah, don't know what it yeah. Is. Let's just say four, right? Yes. So, so if you get seven new contractors yes. that can clean four buildings each, that's twenty-eight properties. Yeah. You got twenty-eight properties that can improve in your territory. Yes, I'm sure everybody does. <laughs> maybe, right? And, and no, maybe they don't need to improve. You got to replace some, right? Because yeah. people quit, whatever. So by adding seven new ones, you're not creating 28 future clean buildings. You're replacing 14 that got turned mm -hmm. in and you're improving 10 to 14, right? Like that's pretty sweet. So who do you think has more head trash towards new contractors? Do you think it's new FSMs or existing longer standing ones veteran fsms for sure because we know that it you know in their minds it's a little more work uh, a new fsms they don't know anything about it yet um, and sometimes although we love our veteran fsms we can get a little jaded over time hmm. so i've got mixed feelings about this i i knew going into this recording that i i didn't know if i completely disagree with you or just somewhat yeah the, i don't really know if it it doesn't matter right at the end of the day we have to be open-minded towards new ics because my perception of new ICs is they come in hungry, excited. They're going to take buildings that are, they're often going to take buildings that's harder to get veterans to take. Mm -hmm. Where I think veterans, where I agree with you, is veterans know a picky client, a challenging client, a tough one to fill, and they go, I need so-and-so on this one because. Yes. I can't trust a new person on this one because. And sometimes it's because I can't afford to lose the building. Mm -hmm. And I'm not willing to go to war with somebody I've not even met yet over losing a $2,400 client or whatever the number is. Sure. Sometimes it's warranted fear. Other times they just got to get out of their own way. It's their own head trash. So yeah. um, new FSMs, I think it's a little mix of both. I mean, you as a new FSM, you had veteran IC head trash. I did. Who always responded to your emails, but never do, don't actually name the person. <laughs> I'm not naming the person. <laughs> yeah, so, but 100% right. Like, I need everybody to know that Mitch's face actually looks scared when he thought <laughs> I was going to say Yeah, I actually thought for sure you are going to say a lot. But th the reality is, right, like you fell in love with a contractor. I did. Because they answered your emails. Correct. They told me everything I wanted to hear. It's just like going out and dating. They tell you everything <laughs> you want to hear. <laughs> and then you you start to work with them a little more and you realize that it was not. <laughs> I have so many comments. I'm going to let go. All right. So we hit on that. What about um, one more set of head trash? New clients or forget new clients. 
clients that never buy anything. Yes. Air quotes, they never buy anything. Why do we have head trash about that client, that situation? How can we move past it? Actually, wow, we're, we're getting a ways into this cast, actually. This is gonna fall out of the mini cast territory and Sorry. into a, a real cast. We have clients that never buy anything. Yes. What does that look like? Um, well, usually when you have a client who quote unquote never buys anything, you stop trying. And that's the worst thing that can happen. But my favorite is if a survey or a complaint comes back, um, with a client com or with an angry client and we end up with some NJS. Happens all the time. I used said RIM earlier. That's a good example. Um, client complained over some tile floors and the FSM came back, did a demo and sold the job. I'm literally thinking out loud in this moment. I wonder if we were to go back and look at our detractor clients or maybe actually forget detractors, um, our passive clients, clients that rate us a seven or an eight out of 10. If we were to go to that list of clients and ask an FSM, top to bottom is this a, a challenging client or an easy one and you go down the list i wonder if the people that are passive and challenging buy less njs because we offer them less but another piece of head trash i think is we don't sell to those clients or to these clients that air quotes never buy anything mm -hmm. they're buying stuff all day long yeah just not from you they're just not buying from you right they're getting their parking lot plowed they're getting their landscaping done they're fixing their plumbing they're replacing their ballasts i think usually they never buy anything means they don't buy floor wax, acid wash, uh, carpet cleaning, window cleaning, consumable supplies. Yeah. I think that's what they never buy anything means. And they may never buy that stuff from us. Yeah. But guess what? We offer 20 plus services for a reason. So we got to get that head trash out of the way. So, um, all right. Anything else in that camp or does that pretty much cover it? I think that covers it. Anything else? Any other words of wisdom? Um, no, I have no words of wisdom. That's your... That's your camp. All right, it's my camp. So moral of the story, let's, let's stay positive. Uh, let's remember that if we go into situations believing that we'll win, believing that we can close the sale, believing that the contractor is gonna accept the building, believing that the new contractor relationship is gonna go well, we are gonna set ourselves up for success to make each and every one of those things happen more often than not. If we go into things with head trash, we are gonna find ourselves in a situation where even though we are a resilient group of people, um, we still probably aren't gonna come out ahead as often as we would if we went into it with mental toughness. So if that sounds good to everyone, I think we'll call it a day. Thank you all for listening. Reach out to your supervisor if you got any questions and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye-bye.